Hello, Mr. Sparks. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the 10 Minute Design Chat. Thank you very much. Let's talk about flora and fauna. Caca! So today we're talking about plants, creatures, and by extension, and more widely, I suppose, about the natural world as inspiration for your game designs. Mm. Rob, are you an outdoorsy person? You like going for walks in the woods? I do. I like long walks on the beach. Um, do you also like pina coladas? <laughs> if this was my dating profile, I would be swamped with invitations for walks. <laughs> you know, it's something. there's something about plants. I don't know about you, Chris, but... When I when I'm walking in, you know, the the vast redwood forests of yonder and I see all these delicious berries and wonderful little fungi, I just want to I just want to eat them, you know? I just get that temptation to just pick them up and shove them in my face. Um Don't do this kids, it's dangerous. This is why I've come to you, Chris, today. Oh, I see. I I've traveled far and wide to find you, the fabled alchemist at King's North Concoctions. Uh, LLP. And I bring with me wild flowers of this realm. I need you to tell me the alchemist effects of consuming some of these wild flora. Oh, I'm excited. I will draw upon my knowledge at your request. So we're obviously dealing with uh, a wide selection of plants, and I'd like to know what would happen if I ate it. So we'll start off with uh, this this odd-looking plant here. I think it's known as the bouncing ink plant. Oh yes, the bouncing ink plant. Mm. That's very widely used among artists and writers, and that um, <laughs> makes you temporarily ambidextrous. <laughs> you can even hold two pens and just write at the same time. Very nice. What about the itchy jack in the bush? The itchy jack in the bush. Yes. Well. Traditionally, this was used mostly to lubricate the wheels of penny farthings. <laughs> oh my god, I just got this picture of them just like rubbing their wheels for these like weird looking... Is it... I assume it makes them itchy though, it's like a poison ivy, but it's worth it for the extra lubrication on those those large wheels. Oh, and I've got two more here. I've got the phantom tansy and the taunting gallberry. What was the first one? Oh, I thought you were an alchemist, Christopher. The Phantom Tansy. Oh, the Phantom Tansy um, is... I, now you've said it and I actually heard oh, it, it's obvious. Yeah. Mm. So this is one they often use at seances. So if you burn the Phantom Tansy, um, it actually will show you in the room where the spirits are collecting most mm-hmm. concentratedly. Oh. Um, very rare, hard to find, only grows on the underside of... A certain type of toadstool. Very nice. I hear it when you burn it, it has a musk of cedarwood uh, and and death. Um, and finally, the taunting gallberry. I mean, that one um, doesn't really have an effect if you eat it. But if you see it, it, it some people say it sounds as if it's calling you names. <laughs> and you can hear it through on the wind and it'll just be like, you're ugly. <laughs> what? What did you say? Oh, it wasn't me. It was the taunting... What was Taunt, it? Dingleberry? Gallberry. <laughs> the taunting... No, the taunting dingleberry will call you more of a green-fingered pleb. Well, excellent. I'm glad I, I came here. But it's not just... We're talking about flora and fauna and nature in general. 
And, you know, there's more to it than just plants. I feel like uh, one of the common things when you hear nature is it's usually a plants-based a plants-based game. It's all trees and bushes and, and growing vegetables and stuff. But there are other types of nature-style games, you know. There's animals, which is probably one of the most usually used um, as sort of a side dressing. I love games like Root, where you actually are the animals and they play like those uh, styles of, uh, of critters. Uh, all cahooting against each other what else chris i think that things like weather and environments come into this as well Mm -hmm. so um any games that involve controlling those or harnessing them i think i would kind of bring into the ballpark of nature themed games um things that have certain terrain types or things that involve evolving over time things Mm. like that i think all those kind of things would come under this wheelhouse and i think one of the things we were talking about before we started recording was the fact that actually these theme episodes are all about thinking about how wide can we cast the net with these themes and actually can we inspire people to think differently about these themes yeah there's an interesting point with this and this is kind of common with all the theme episodes but i do feel like this particular theme uh, it works very well with and it's it's ultimately like what's the scope like what are the lens are we talking about uh, are you mother nature herself trying to keep the planet alive through the the delicate balance of ecosystems or are you but a little seed trying to push your way through the soil and sprout into a delicate flower you know are you walking through the park or are you literally weathering a storm in the middle of the uh, you know of the tundra of 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 a, of a harsh environment and i think that this sort of style definitely lends itself to that yeah and i think that there's such a huge range though i still feel like compared to some of the other themes we're going to be talking about in this series nature is still a small slice of that theme cake Mm. but i think that there is still within that a wide range of of games that that involve natural world themes um I thought it might be interesting to just discuss a few that we've seen or we've played that we think are good examples of using maybe a slightly different part of the the natural world. One that comes to mind for me, which arguably I, I think it's a natural world game. You could say it was a cooking game, technically, would be the card game Fungi. Mm-hmm. So in this game, you're collecting mushrooms of different varieties and then you're cooking them up with butter and cider and making yourself a tasty treat. Um, but I just love the fact that it's really nice artwork with specific types of mushrooms that exist and some you can collect in certain environments. And there's also a really cool mechanism in that game where you put your cards into a like composting pile and they stay there for a while, but then they then disappear after a while. So you can get them back out if they don't compost first. Um, so that's one of my games that springs to mind. It's a bit different. If people haven't tried it, I'd say try it out. Where someone's thought of a theme that's just a little bit, you know, that could have been a different theme, but I just love the fact that it's mushrooms. Yeah, and I think that, you know, once again, you're sort of going from, in that game, are you the mushrooms or are you the mushroom collector? I imagine you're the mushroom collector. Definitely a collector, cooker and eater, I would say. Let's let's go into the theme of being the nature. So, for example, we've gone from the growing, sprouting in the forest. Well, let's go into to the, to the nice coral reefs in the game Reef, where you literally art you take on the role of the coral reef itself you know and you're sort of carefully selecting colors and patterns to grow and expand and it's got these lovely little pieces that you're stacking and cards that you're placing and and the thing about that game is ultimately it's really um common for designers when you're sort of coming up with a theme 
that vantage point of who am I, you know, can really instruct the mechanics of your game. So being the reef itself means that your goal is to make a nice selection of colours and patterns to fulfil objectives. Um, but, you know, if we were to take that angle as be like, well, actually, what if you were a person trying to protect the coral reef? Now you've got a completely different game. You've got completely different mechanics in there, which are going to be sort of focused less on sort of making a pretty little smorgasbord of uh, of uh, living plants, <laughs> as far as I know that's what a coral reef is, um, to then maybe you're warding off uh, hunters and you're trying to make sure the water's clean and, you know, you're trying to make sure your boat isn't polluting into the sea. I agree. It's it's looking at, yeah, what angle are you looking at that part of the theme from? There's a similar thing, I feel. So something like parks, so a game where you're playing somebody who's walking through a park, they're trying to have a nice time, something that people do in real life, right? That's what they do. They plan to go on a nice mountainous walk or whatever and see those things. That's looking at it one way. Another way to look at it is what if you were the, the national park? Okay, so something that comes to mind is a, a game called Bosk, and in that game, essentially, it's it's like three games in one. So the first game part of the game, you're putting out your trees. I, I guess you're playing mm -hmm. as Mother Nature in a way. You're planting your trees where you want them to be. In the second round, what happens is the wind starts blowing and the leaves start drifting places, and you choose where to put the leaves. And it's that kind of area majority trying to score points by having leaves over the most types of terrain. And I just really like the idea of there is a little camper walker that comes in one of the phases and walks through and evaluates your park to see how beautiful it is. But you're not actually playing that person. You're you're being nature or being mother nature sorting out these trees and leaves and things. And I think that's another example and something that I would say to people when you're designing these nature games, you could always think of that part of the theme and then think okay what are the different aspects to this theme that i could consider making the game focus on yeah absolutely and and you know when we're talking about theme as with almost all of these theme style episodes it's really interesting to sort of ask the question you know how thematic are you planning on going when you choose to go into this into this genre of games you can go all in and 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 actually have the photosynthesis of a plant be the core mechanic in your game and actually try and follow the science of how that works and see how you can turn that into an engaging and fun mechanic. Um, you can also, of course, always sort of add that light colouring of a theme. A great example, I think we talked about it previously, was Hive, where ultimately that game does not need to be uh, bugs, you know, but it benefits from that and it adds just enough theme that you can uh, that you can sort of picture how the mechanics work in tandem with being insects. Um, and another insect game is uh, Cracker, uh, Cackalacken Poker or Cockroach Poker where the the idea is that you like only one person loses there is no like winner there's like a loser that's pretty much it um that, that game once again that could be an abstract game um but they use that theme you know just in a nice sort of way to color it so that it kind of has a bit more extra engagement definitely that that reminds me just while i'm thinking about it of um uh, bonanza you know the bean farming game have you ever played that no never heard of it it's a bean farming set collection card game essentially and it's kind of like a bidding auction negotiation game but it's just themed around different types of beans and these crazy slightly trippy um drawings of beans <laughs> and that's the kind of thing i think that if that game had been 
you could have made that game just a standard kind of set of cards without anything it wouldn't be as fun as wanting to know who's got a red bean can i have five coffee beans <laughs> what kind of beans am i gonna get yeah so um just think about that when you're theming your games around this you know you can still do it within nature but do something weird do something you've not seen before go and look up a an article on wikipedia about a beetle that you know does something weird or and try and focus it around that as the seed grows and the, the sun shines on you, Chris, do you have any final thoughts on nature in general? Not talking about board games, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> many it's nice. thoughts. Many <laughs> thoughts about nature. Generally all positive. Um, mm. So, but bringing it back to board games, if you're looking for inspiration to design a nature-themed game, get out into it go for a walk get into the woods if you don't have access to that you're not able to watch a nature documentary get your david attenborough on um read about an interesting type of plant or creature or what's the latest thing they found in the mariana trench you can find all this information on the internet go and look it up be inspired and enjoy absolutely you know when it comes to nature everyone seems to have it well rightly so has a nice pleasant serene view on it but who's to say that you can't make a nature game about surviving a storm? Um, and uh, yeah, see see what other angles. Nature nature can be beautiful, but it can also be very, very devilish. And I would love to see more games in that sort of area. But that's maybe just because I'm, I'm a bit jaded on the old rainy summers we have here in England. But with that, before I go off on one, I'm going to say goodbye to you, Chris. And I'll see you at 10minutedesignchallenge.co.uk. Bye, Rob. Thanks very much. I'll see you at boardgamebud.com. This has been a 10-minute design chat on flora and fauna. Thank you for listening. And get out there, experience it, and design it.